I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to The The Reading Reading Aloud Aloud Podcast. Podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) On Audacity. It's already been going. Great. Got all the- Scrunch it, scrunch it, because we're- Okay. We're having a lot Here we go. of time. So welcome everybody to the Reading Aloud podcast Where? live. Um, so Reading Aloud, for those of you that don't know is a podcast where the create or where the emotional and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple through creative and intuitive conversation and we are super excited to be here tonight to be talking about being in quarantine and being in relationship both in uh, with one other person and with the whole freaking world which is in quarantine so and we've already decided or i decided at some point in the last five minutes of no sound working that we are going to 86 the word covid right it's the c word so the c word we've realized that as we started this that we're coming into this at a time when people are actually pretty tired we've all been online a lot and or at least most of us oh yeah everybody have been been online online. a lot everybody and we're realizing that that folks, at least in our circles, are getting pretty tired about talking about um, the C word, about the coronavirus. So we're not really going to talk about that, but we are going to talk about being in quarantine. We're going to talk other. about quarantine. And we're and the one thing that I'm going to say is that we, we just finished in December uh, reading Love in the Time of Cholera. And it was one of those books. So it's if you've read it before, it's, you know, magical realism. And it's one of those books where it seems to drag on forever. There's nothing that happens while everything is happening. None of it makes sense. And at the end of the day, um, you feel like you have read the book for your entire life and not gained much out of it. And my fear is that this quarantine experience may be a lot like that. In what ways? What do you mean? With the rains and the frogs and everybody lives forever and nothing Thing makes sense and people are outliving other people so you feel like we're in this like centuries. magical world right Absolutely. now how how do you think that that's impacting your relationship with me well because it's a it's a mind twister right and right. so you know if you're thinking about like am i ever gonna okay so first of all this is happening to all of us obviously and it's not just yeah. happening to all of us in in like one collective way we're all having our own unique experiences and you and i have experienced that that on different days we'll have feelings about where we're at and it will feel very different like you'll be in a totally different world based on what you did at work or what you read in the news or some other experience. And so we're all having both this collective experience and this unique individual experience. And so, yeah, it's like a mind twist that we're all having to manage it in our own mind. Right. And, and I found it really interesting about how in that kind of like, you know, because in normal life, um, outside of a quarantine, at least in our relationship, like, like, we're able to kind of like, I'm able to process things 
you know, whether I'm at work or whether I'm out with friends or whether I'm doing other things, I'm able to process things away from you. But at this time, we're literally, unless I go on a run or a walk by myself, like we're together the whole time. And so relationships in general, and we've talked about this, you know, the other person really becomes a mirror for you and they become a mirror for your Um, your faults and your anger and your happiness and your goofiness and your grossness and you know you see yourself yourself is reflected back to you in that other person but yet at the same time this is like a mirror and all of that to a whole nother freaking level because I mean never ever have we been in the position so I think for me as an extrovert and somebody who really doesn't need a lot of alone time I don't think I have ever worried about spending too much time together like that hasn't really ever crossed my mind and you know yet at at this point it's obviously becoming too much time together and I'm realizing it was interesting so when you went to the grocery store you're like this is going to be a three-hour round trip venture because you were shopping for some elderly friends of ours and you were shopping for us in two different locations And I sighed this huge sigh of relief when you left. (laughs) And it had nothing to do with how much I love you or how fun this has been. Yeah, you were ready for some space. I had no idea how ready I was for some space. I just hadn't been alone with my thoughts. I mean, other Mm. than maybe being in the shower for a few minutes. Showers are pretty sacred. They're pretty sacred. It's pretty amazing how showers both taking the time to shower and props to all those parents out there who are watching or uh, their children who are not at school, who probably have not showered, not, not showered just, um, or, you know, not gone to the bathroom with the door closed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so props to all those parents out there doing that. But yeah, showers have become super sacred. So when you left, I had a, a, like the most biggest sigh of relief. And so it's interesting to think about like, what is it that we need? Because we don't really get our, we're not going to get all of our needs met at the moment, right? Yeah. We're just not going to get everything that we want or need. And some people don't have anything that they want or need. And other people are experiencing too much like the sense of like too much time with somebody else and other people are feeling very lonely yeah yeah i guess it's that range again you know it's this um we're all just feeling this on yeah our our own thing and and i i've thought a lot about how this has drawn out and made visible you know kind of thrown out there to everybody the full spectrum of of human interaction and emotion and our relationships with each other. And this goes back to, I think, our small little bubble of each other is, is reflected of that too in that like because we're spending all this time together, you really get the full breadth and depth of the human relationship experience. Oh, it's an experience. Exactly. And so like, and then out in the world, you see these like magical things of beauty and, you know, you see all this sharing and caring and love and that's beautiful. And then you also see these massive egos show up and this shaming that's going on. And, you know, so you see this full range. And I think that it's a, 
it's it's more than ever if for me it's like this collective introspective time you know because introspective is often seen as kind of this individual process but while we're all going through this humanity in general is going through this global pandemic together and it's very introspective into a massive global view of humanity and that's like almost overwhelming to view it's it's incredible to me yeah Yeah. it's a little bit like being inside out as a as an entire society or as an entire world you know it's interesting when you think you know I, I heard you talk about shame just now and it made me think about the fact that like you know we we don't have any experience doing this right like nobody has ever been through it like this before other than that adorable couple who are 103 and 99 they you know through the depression through world war what was it they had been through world war one and then through that's not possible that's not possible no we <laughs> two, the depression they survived the holocaust as mm-hmm. jewish jewish people and so anyways, they had kind of like hit some serious markers that most of us haven't. Um, but yeah, so here we are like in this unique experience that none, the World War One that none of us, it's all right. It's love, okay. History is not your forte. Yeah. And that none of us um, have been through before. And yet there's so much freaking judgment. There's yeah. so much judgment. And I think about the fact that we're all feeling like our survival instincts are being triggered at the moment. And we're all like, even though it's a collective and because of that, we're saying, you know, it's easy to say, I don't have it as bad as somebody else. So I'm not going to complain. Everybody's in this together. These things that make it a little more palatable because it isn't personal and we're not alone. But at the same time, we've never been through anything like this. And so we're trying to make Make the very best decisions that we can and we're doing it in and out of love and with the love of our friends and our families and you know really recognizing how much we love people how much we love nature and our environment and those around us and and how much we freaking love strangers and the people at the grocery store and yet there's so much freaking judgment around who's doing it right are you quarantined enough are you not quarantined enough are you thinking not i mean Stop with the judgment. If anybody hears anything, just shut up. Yeah, and and I, I think that the, the interesting thing is you have to balance that no judgment with the fact that this is incredibly serious and people could die. And so, like, if you see somebody, you know, going to, a, a, a like, a, a party or something, then they should be called out on that. You know, so they're— Called in, maybe? called in i don't know i mean i i do think there's a there is a we are still searching for this line you know what is the line in the sand and i i think it gets down to if somebody is at this point in our country keeping themselves inside their home you know and and doing the best they can to socially distance and stay away from people like they are doing what they can everybody has a, a you know they're doing the best that they can to keep away from folks it's it it's that line of if you're interacting with other people then they should i believe that somebody should be called out on that but there is this certain sense of like oh well i you know like i i'm I'm going to the grocery store. I'm getting my groceries delivered. Are you wiping down your mail? Are you doing like what level? And I think that there is a lot of judgment around those kind of things. And we just need to positively reinforce people to 
do the best that they can. That's what I believe. How many couples do you think are on the same page? I have no idea. Like how many families? Same page as us? No, as each other, actually. How many families do you feel like are on the same page as each other? I truly believe, and I'm an optimist, I truly believe that the vast majority of people are doing the darndest best that they can to protect their families and to stay safe and and care for the care for you know the broader public and our health workers on the front lines i i fully believe that 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 the vast majority of people are doing that what's the most annoying thing that i've done in the last three weeks um well here's one thing is that you typically um on a pretty much a normal day you will typically have something in the afternoon and i will get home from work around like 5 or 5.30 and I have this like hour where I listen to the radio and I cook dinner and I love to cook dinner and it's great and um, I have this kind of like time where I do that. Um, probably, and this is just what comes up. Now when I'm, sometimes when I'm cooking dinner, you'll you'll come into the kitchen at that time and you'll start like, I want you to help, but you'll start telling me how to do it. You're like, well, you put that away. You need to put there, there. And it's like, that's pretty annoying to me. I'm like, this um, is my sacred cooking space. all you have to say. I will never enter the kitchen <laughs> again. <laughs> a part of it. Okay, so part of it is loving in the time of Corona. Love in the time of Corona is that, you know, I recognize that we're both off our game in a way. We're both having to adjust. And so the fact that you're cooking dinner every night feels like maybe it might be a burden. And the truth is I haven't asked, but I made the assumption that potentially it was a burden. So I usually come in and try to help. But if that's your sacred space, I will. No, you know what I want you to cook, though, or fix sometimes is lunch. Lunch. Because I've still been fixing all the lunch and, and bringing breakfast. And, and breakfast and bringing it into you, and you get to like like I'm not used to I'm not used to making lunch for you. That's right. a whole new thing. Right. Make your own lunch. Make your own damn lunch. Make your own. Um, yeah. I. What else do you feel like you're doing too much of? <laughs> I'm not necessarily well, saying. I think it's, saying, a, I think it's you, interesting because what like, am I doing that is annoying you? I'll tell you. I think it's interesting because we're in the house. And I mean, you know, these maps, these like, like faux subway maps of the house that are like, what am I going to do this weekend to the kitchen, to the bathroom, to yeah. the, to the floor, to the window, yeah. to the wall. Um, and I just feel like, you know, what, what in the world is going on? And so I'm, you know, kind of like, uh, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. And so to, to be able to do anything with normalcy is a huge feat. I think that there's this, this huge adjustment period. So, um, from now on I will make lunches cause I love making lunches cause how, it's usually just leftovers. What are your up. thoughts on how, how couples can, how relationships can, you know, one of the things that I've been really onto lately is, um, First off, recognizing that this is an incredibly difficult time for a lot of people and for those of us that are, you know, away and not having to go into, you know, I just think a lot about our healthcare workers and, you know, our police officers and, um, you know, just folks out there having to work a lot, but like, and just be out uh, amongst it. But but also at the same time, I've been on this idea of like, how are we using this as an opportunity? 
you know, and, and what is the opportunity within this quarantine that we can seize on? And I'm not talking about, I'm going to read a bunch of books or I'm going to go plant a garden or I'm going to go that. And if you can do that, great, be doing that. But at the same time, what is the opportunity that we can take for aspects of personal growth and specifically growth within relationships? So do you, I mean, because we are spending more time together. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about like on a global scale, I really haven't heard that many complaints, right? Like people are saying uh, they're in it with everybody, right? It's they're not in it alone. So there's nothing to complain about. Then I think the same thing goes in relationship. It's like, I'm not going to day one, like light a a fire in our house and burn this shit down. Cause I know that I'm going to have to live in this house with you for the next two plus months. So I've done everything in my power to not let those little things that typically annoy me annoy me not to mention got it okay i think a lot of the time um some of our major difficulties happened when you left for work in the morning or when i left to go to the office or when you came home so those transition times which for whatever reason even though we're in our separate spaces doing our separate jobs they don't feel quite as like you know like they don't feel as difficult and so I think that it's just overall, there's a seamlessness about the whole thing and we are connecting midday. So instead of me calling you and happen to call you when you're on a meeting in a meeting with half your colleagues, I'm noticing that you're available and then we get together and we take a walk. I love it. Will you stay? <laughs> no. So, um, <laughs> I mean, but I think I, I mean, I'm learning to work. Well, from also home. it I, helps me to know that we could work together. So what I, w- but what I heard from that was you saying that you're learning to, you're learning to breathe through the little things because you're recognizing that, that there's, there's a higher consequence of getting upset at the little things. And do you feel like that's something in our relationship that you would carry on? You know, like, are are we going to actually now be able to grow and breathe through the little things and be like, okay, that's a little annoying, but I see a bigger picture here. Well, I will say I'm super hopeful that this entire experience humbles the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be humbled. I want to have appreciation for things that are much more you know, difficult. I want to have patience and I want to have appreciation and I want to have gratitude and this, and you know, like the thought like this, of course, brings up the idea of loss and grief. And so, you know, I feel so grateful that I have you and trouser. Like, it's just like the, the two of you are just, you know, I mean, it's just a wonderful thing. And so I don't, you know, I don't want, like, does it feel like other parts of my life are on hold? And yeah, of course. Does it feel like I've had to pivot greatly in my job and, you know, you know, bend my mind in ways that I was already bending it, you know? Yeah. But like, I feel like if I can pay attention to what I'm grateful for, then why would I pick a fight with the little that I have right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, um, I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, And just like that reflection. Mm -hmm. I think for me, what I am learning how to do is I am learning a whole nother level of timing and how to support you. So I'm learning like, like the other night, 
um, we were in different spaces around this issue, and uh, we were we were like, you know, I wasn't in a very good space, and we were trying to wind down for bed, and I kind of like brought up some really, you know, like I started a deeper conversation, and it wasn't. I didn't need to in that moment. And and for me, that was just one small lesson of, oh, like, I can, I need to meet you where you're at to a, to a whole nother level. Like, before I share, like, I can share where I'm at, but, like, if I do it in a way that is tuned into where you're at and who you are, it just comes across. And so, like, I don't always need to share everything that's on my mind like I just there are times when it's better to just stay silent and I think that sometimes I get on these kind of kicks on things and I drag you along with me and that's I don't necessarily need to do that always and I'm finding myself I'm, I'm seeing it reflected more and more of me doing that dragging me in yeah mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. that's interesting right so i think you know kind of the idea behind that is because we're doing the same thing every day and although we're doing different stuff in our jobs every day it's like a pretty similar routine every day it really highlights where there's um like if i'm doing the same thing today as i did yesterday why do i feel worse today than i did yesterday is it what i'm wearing like did i not get dressed up for myself did i not put myself together was it did i need a shower was I not eating? Was it exercise? Was it something about you? Was it a mood or a hormone? Like it really, because I could blame it on the weather if I was trying to drive through rain. But when I'm inside my house with you and trouser mm. every single day, it's the same story. And so it really So the quarantine is stripping down all the externalities. It's stripping down all the outside things that we can blame our own stuff on um, and why we're interacting poorly with the other person, it's stripping that all down and it's saying like, okay, this is to you yourself. It's saying, okay, that's just how you're interacting right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's doing that um, with me too on some of my some of my like outer relationships. Like it's it's so much more glaring now for me how difficult it is for me to connect consistently with people um because now is a time when people are connecting more and more and i've enjoyed the enhanced connection but it's still so difficult for me to do that and i don't have any excuses anymore right like all my excuses for not for not uh calling somebody or for not doing this or going away and it's it's stripping me down to say like oh this is a you know this is a defect or this is something that you need to work on mm-hmm. um, because you internally can't actually blame it on anything anymore you know um, there's nothing left to blame me being out of touch on anymore. Well, I think that that goes for a lot of things because then you make me think about like what is it that I. what is it that I have been blaming on external factors that I can't blame on anything anymore? And I think mine comes down to relationships as well. And it's like, you know, I'm, 
I'm deeply affected by what others think of me. So like what it means to be in this situation and be making my own decisions. I feel super strong around and clear around the decisions that we've made about how we're quarantining and how we plan to do it. Um, and you and I aligned on that and it's a non-negotiable, you know, we followed whatever protocol we felt was best for our family and what we felt like we could do as two people who don't have kids and have jobs that we could immediately start working from home. And, you know, so we did that. And this is not something that I can go, oh, well, maybe I'll do like, maybe I'll go out to dinner with a friend or go over to a friend's house. It's like, that's not going to work because that's going to then ensues lots of stress for us. Right. So if somebody wants me to do that, it's like, I can't. And I have to really contend with how that makes me feel to stick with a boundary that feels so clear to me, like unwavering boundary around this. It's just, it's clear as day and it, it really affects me. So I've started to see how am I affected by what other people think of me? And it really has shined Mm -hmm. the light on it and Mm -hmm. made me go, okay, that's a, that's a layer that I need to go in a little bit deeper. Yeah. I've seen that. If you don't, can I share a reflection on that? Um, I've seen that in like, it come up for you a couple times about just like how deeply, you care and it's not necessarily in a bad way um i think sometimes it could be but like like how people see you and what people how people feel about you and and i think i knew that but i've seen that really visibly show up several times now um because you know it's i think too it's this is a really important time that we're connected to community it's a really important time that the people that we're close to show us love and give us love and that we give them love and that it's you know you're kind of getting a we've talked about this on literally the last podcast that we posted you're getting an inventory of your life and your friendships Based on kind of like how you're interacting and who you're interacting what do with you, throughout this time. What do you make of last week? So I know that it was in large part spurred by the fact that you didn't feel like you were as productive at work and you were grappling with. I mean, you said things that I would never have said to you in the moment, but you said things like, you know, I can't work from home. Like I can't work from home. Right. Like you were like, as if that was an option and, and like you were pissed about having to work from home and how distracting home was. And I, you know, I was super loving with you, but in the moment I did have the thought of like, what do you want to do? Like if, <laughs> if everybody in your office felt the same way, you'd all be in a pickle cause you can't go to work together. So, you know, I think for me it was like, um, it was like I found myself in a like a need to be like I need to be moving forward a lot. And what I mean by that is like I need to kind of see progress on something. And the way that I create that often in my life before quarantine was by interacting with people. Um, going into somebody's office and chatting them and kind of figuring out a problem and then going back to my computer and like working on it or like in meetings and in-person things, I would see motion and that it's, I, I'm a runner. I like to be in motion. You know me, I'm like always up and around and fiddling with stuff. Like it's harder for me to kind of just sit down. And when I sit down and relax, I fall asleep. Um, hundred percent, but But, you know, I like to be in motion. And so this idea of working from home, even the meetings and the interactions were 
there. I was not in motion. I didn't see the productivity. I couldn't talk to people on a screen and take notes and keep my mind brainstorming the whole time. Like, you know, it was, it was very difficult. And so that, that lack of motion really made me depressed. Right. So you would blame it all on that because I, I was curious if, so it was interesting to support you last week and it was interesting to be in a different place because I was in a pretty, I have been in a pretty good place the past three weeks. Um, or as long as we've been in quarantine since the 13th, I've been in a pretty good place. Like I've enjoyed the time with you. I've enjoyed the exercise. I have seriously missed my friends. A couple of those interactions have been hard on me and you know, and, but the thought of like, like impending doom. Like I've had patience with this process. I've had hopefulness, et cetera, et cetera. And I've surrounded myself with people who feel a sense of like, okay, this is how we're going to get through this. But when you got down last week for an entire week, I was like, uh, you know, I felt super good supporting you, but I had some guilt about the fact that I felt great and you didn't because again like when we're traversing this 24-hour cycle together there's a level of alignment that feels really good like ooh, we're all on the same page that feels really good um and then the other piece is like then it started to make me scared because I was like, well, if he's not confident then how could I be con- like am I missing something am I do I have my head in the clouds And so I was just curious, like, was it all work that got you down last week or? Yeah, because you got into a dark place. Yeah, I think it was I think it was mostly that. But it was it was also just kind of like it was just a readjustment period. And I think sometimes it just takes me me like with bigger things. It'll take me a little bit to reorient. You know, So I just want to share like a couple of great stories. And then if anybody has any questions about love in the time of Corona, Please. Yeah, and I think now if, if folks want to type in comments or questions um, into the thing, like we're going to keep talking, but please like um, ask questions or give your own thoughts um, on the thing and we will address them. Yeah, we'll talk about them. Um, yep. And if you don't want us to say your name, just put a little star and asterisk by your question. Um, so what's what's some of your favorite stories from Love in the Time of Corona? Love in the time of Corona. Like um, during the past three weeks. You know, I think that... I have one. Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say. Which? You're going to talk about eating grass. <laughs> um, that was a, a 100%. My very favorite moment <laughs> was feeding you various forms of grass and violets and sticks. No, and because truly, because I was getting to lay, you know, lay down in the grass with you mm. and feed you grass. And it was this moment where like there's nothing else in the whole freaking world to be doing right now other than feeding you grass. Never is there a time when life is that simple. Right, right. Because I don't allow it to be. Here's here's something. It's a little little bit off of what we were just talking about, but something I've um, a piece of advice that I've learned that I think would be um, is was has been helpful to me and may be helpful out to other couples out there. Um, but is is the fact of 
just say like if the other if you have time if the other person has an idea to do something just say yes Ooh, and be all about it that's the best advice because you know i think that again as we've stripped down all of the externalities we've stripped down i drove home in the rain or i had a rough day at work you know and maybe you did at home but like you know as we've stripped down these things and and for people that are quarantined and in relationships with you know partners or uh spouses or roommates um uh you know those people like you don't have any more of that you don't have any more of those excuses so if that person says let's do this or let's watch this show or let's go out in the yard and see what and lay down and for me that's really difficult about not being in motion you know and so like let's go out in the yard and just lay down and just lay there um just do it. And why just, is that important? Just do it. It's important because this is, again, I think an introspective time and it's, an, it's a period in which we it, it, which we can – it is a, somewhat attuned of like a trying a new thing. It is getting out of your own routine and pushing your boundaries to what you thought possible, hmm. um, to what you thought you liked, what you thought you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um and being in relationship, whether that's with somebody that you're quarantined with or with somebody that you're not quarantined with, they will push you on things right now because you're spending a lot of time, extra time together. And, and you can't escape that. You know, you can't get out of that. And so the advice is just lean into it. Mm. Lean into it. Dive deeper into that. Why wouldn't and you use that advice all the time for your entire life? Oh, I'm sure. No, no, you... no. I'm saying like, really, like, why is that not always the advice? Why is that not always the advice? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there there is like I do believe in the like do more than you think you have to within relationships. And so No, what I'm saying is like why isn't that always the vice advice that you would just lean into the request of the other person or explore the option? I mean it's so it's so annoying. I think that it's it because in an quarant- ego it, that it takes a quarantine and a situation like this to get you to or not you, but like to get all of us to go, Oh yeah, sure, I'll consider another way. I'll choose to go outside every single day of the weekend and not, you know, do shop for weeks on end. I agree with you that it's annoying. I also think that it's, you know. Or for me, it's like I've only supported small businesses and women owned businesses in the last three weeks. That's all other than food. That's all I've bought from. What I'm hearing you ask is like, why is it? Because it is a little bit of human nature that we don't act in significant ways until something major happens, right? Like we're not drawn to action or to make changes until we're kind of forced into that situation. And I think it's because in a lot of ways we are comfortable, you know, we're, we're very comfortable with what we know Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable and taking risks even if that risk sounds stupid and, you know, or doesn't, I should say, even if that risk doesn't sound like a risk mm-hmm. uh, in real life or in, in talking about it outside of that situation, even if it doesn't sound like a risk, it, it feels risky in that moment because mm-hmm. it is stepping to, into an unknown. Mm-hmm. And so the point is, is like mm-hmm. to draw outside of that comfortability because we're already there. Mm-hmm. We're already all super uncomfortable right now. Mm-hmm. This isn't normal. 
You know, right. it's and not so how, normal. And so if everybody's so excited for this to change us in a deep core level, then then we're going to have to allow it to change us forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. I mean, that's, us, I, it's easier, easier. And and us, you know, like we're going to have to allow it to change us. I'm not, you're going to have to work from home forever. We'll we'll see. Um, I, so one of the things that I, I talked about ahead of time was that we have, is it three sets or two sets? I think it's three sets. I just can't remember who the third set is. Of what? Of friends who have started a relationship moments before quarantine, moments being somewhere between one one day and, you know, four weeks before quarantine. And they are choosing to quarantine together. And let me just say, they're all having the best time. I think it's pretty amazing because anybody who's, you know, like just gone through a honeymoon phase and I don't I hate that kind of term because you know we're big believers and it doesn't have to necessarily be hard like it's it's there are aspects that are it's going to be hard but like there's this underlying feeling that it doesn't have to be hard but when you first meet somebody that you really are into and there's a strong connection with it it would be let's just be honest I think that would be Amazing. Pretty freaking amazing, amazing to be quarantined with that person. Except for that, if you don't know, I think I think that the the obvious ways in which it could go better is if you're not like if you like them, but you're you just you know it's a, a relationship that's going to end anyways. Yeah, it might fast forward through this time because the reasons that it would end would all come to light because you're seeing every single thing about that person all yep. day long. And the other would be you know because there's a lot of pressure like. I just got into a relationship and now I'm living with this person. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. But aside definitely from that, true. all these people are having a great time. I think it's like the human nature to want the connection in the midst of it all. Yep, yep, yep. And that's what I really love about being with you is that it feels so good to have that connection with you. Mm, yeah. And I'm just relishing in it. I, I, I'm. This made me curious and I think that we should probably begin to wrap up here. But um, this made me curious about like all of the unique relationship stories um, that will are happening right now and that will come out of this. And, you know, I would encourage folks who've watched this, who are listening to this podcast when we post it, um, just to share those on the Reading Aloud Facebook page at Reading Aloud Podcast. If you want to share a quick relationship story with us um, or write it to us in an email or email us a video of you telling uh, that relationship story, that would be amazing. And we're just really into it. And we're really into discovering, you know, all of these incredible relationship stories. And yeah. Oh, I know somebody who's doing like a platonic move in thing too. It's like, it's just like two older people platonically moving in together. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's awesome. I love the ways in which people are connecting. So my takeaways are essentially, we are stripped down, you know, we're stripped down of all of our like external things that we can blame things on. We're showing ourselves and then at the same time, we're like we're having to lean into vulnerability and lean into that. And the more that we can do that within our relationships, the the more discovery and um, yeah, the more discovery, creativity, love that we can discover even more than we ever had because now you're discovering it in with a whole new set of circumstances. 
So it's amazing. It's amazing. I love doing this thing with you. I love 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 the time of Corona. Blessings to you, my love. All right, and thanks all y'all who joined. Yeah, um, thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks for watching. We really appreciate and thanks it. for your patience. Yes. Let's me have it. Thanks you all for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.